Hello, everybody. My name is Nicola Baird Latham, and I am on this podcast to share with you amazing premium brand skincare and amazing travel tips from around the world. As I am a destination wedding planner and honeymoon specialist, along with having my own business selling skincare. So today we are going to talk about the Disney. Max Pass at Disneyland in California. I just returned with my family from Disneyland and I had an amazing trip and it was my first time experiencing the Disney Max Pass. Now we go to Florida quite a bit and for the last three years have been frequenting Disney World and Disney Alani in Hawaii and so I have been out of the loop as far as how fast passes have been flying around in Disneyland and today I am going to explain it to you. So if you've got a trip coming up or you're planning um, to go there in the next year or two and you want to know the best ways to go on all the rides at Disney, um, here is a brief explanation of the Disney Max Pass. So first and foremost, I'm going to tell you that The biggest downfall I see in this Max Pass, especially for those coming from outside the United States, is I find the Disney Wi-Fi system not the best at Disneyland. Um, So in the Disney parks and at the Disney hotels, there is a Wi-Fi that is free. Um, It says Disney Guest on it, and you are able to access that at the hotels and the parks. But um, when it comes to actually needing it to purchase things on the Disney Max Pass, I do find, and it could just be because I was at a very busy um, time when I went, um, that the Wi-Fi was not so great. Um, We went on the first day that Christmas decorations were set up and we were there for five days and most of the time it was slow some of the time it didn't work at all and so then I would just switch over to my data Um, but if you do not have a good data package or you're from out of the country and have not purchased a large plan to use data while you're away and we're we're counting on the wi-fi this could be a significant negative for you so the f- first thing is you cannot use that max pass until you're in the park. So what we would typically do is enter either Disneyland or um, Disney California Adventure DCA. And as soon as we walked in the gates, we would open the max pass and we would select our names, which we'd already entered because we've got our tickets on the Disney max pass. And that's easily done by scanning the back of the paper tickets that are offered at the Disney booth. There's a scanning app. You just scan it and automatically your tickets are in there. So it, it records everybody in your party. So that part is good. Um, and basically once you arrive, into the park you can go on and you can select a fast pass and so for instance in DCA one of the first things we always look for is Radiator Springs it's the cars ride that is probably one of the most popular rides in the park and so therefore um, you want to make sure that you're you're looking at that first because it may be 9 a.m. but you may not be able to get on that ride until 2 or 3 in the afternoon and so especially if you've got a hopper and you have plans to go over to Disneyland you want to make sure you're actually utilizing the fast passes really really quickly um, that are popular and so as soon as you open that app it's going to say to you 
that they're going to charge you $10 US uh, per person for the day. Um, it will process your credit card that you have loaded into that app. And then automatically you will be able to go into the fast passes and view all the fast passes that are available at that present time. And it will tell you on each of those rides what time that fast pass is for. Now let's say it's 9am and you've got Radiator Springs scheduled for 1 p.m., which is awesome. Um, you would select it. You would select all the people in your party that are planning on taking that ride. You can uncheck some people. So if there are children that do not hit the height requirement or there are people that just don't think that they want to go on that ride because perhaps they think it's too scary for them, um, you can uncheck them and just put in the people that are, are waiting to ride. And at that point, um, it'll confirm the fast pass and it will also tell you what time you can order your second fast pass. And that doesn't necessarily mean waiting till one o'clock when Radiator Springs starts. Sometimes it will say at 11 a.m. you can now pick another fast pass. So then you've got to monitor that. You've got to remember, okay, in two hours, I am now going to go ahead and pick another fast pass. So then throughout your day, let's say at 11 a.m. you'd go back in and you'd say, okay, I'm going to pick a fast pass again select the people that are going to take that ride so now perhaps you're going to look at something like toy story ride and toy story ride typically is a long lineup um, typically a couple of hours at busy times so again you would then select what time so let's say it's going to be 4 p.m you would select that and now it's holding two fast passes for you and then once you go on the one o'clock ride um on Radiator Springs, you will then be able to pick a third fast pass. Now, by that point, we're at one o'clock. So a lot of the more popular rides, um, for instance, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, perhaps um, the roller coaster, those are probably not even going to be available anymore, especially if the park is closing at 8 p.m., which it typically does. So you may have to pick something a little bit different, um, such as Soaring or Ariel, um, one of those rides, but you'll definitely get a fast pass. Um, so it's a lot of monitoring, I find. And when I compare it to Disney World, um, where in, I, I guess what I'm trying to say when I look at it, there's negatives to Disney World, there's negatives to Disneyland, but they're completely different. In Disney World, you got to be on your game be way before you leave on your trip, and you've got to pick your fast passes ahead of time. So um, either 30 days if you're off-site, or 60 days if you're staying at a Disney resort. And so 60 days out at a Disney resort, you'll get what you want, but you've got to make sure that you're ready to go to those parks on those days. Yes, you can cancel them, but you're basically pre-planning your trip that early. In, in California Adventure in Disneyland, you don't have to plan your fast passes until you're there, but you're not assured of what you're going to get. And all through the day, you're basically staring at your phone, waiting for your next one to come available. And I did find that a little cumbersome. Um, I also find the fact that they still use paper tickets at Disneyland and California Adventure um, a little archaic. Um, you know, at Disney World, you get your magic bands. And I definitely find putting a magic band on a lot easier than you just go up to a ride and scan it. And I'm not too sure why Disneyland and California Adventure haven't caught up to that um, mode of uh, accessing rides. But, you know, there's always a reason why Disney does things the way they do. Um, now, the other bonus to having a Max Pass is that you have 
open free reign on any Disney photo pass person in the parks. Um, so you see a Disney photo pass person and you can go up to them and ask them to take your picture. Granted, there's probably going to be a lineup, especially at key locations that have great backgrounds or character meet and greets, but he will take your picture. He will scan your max pass app and typically within one to five minutes, your picture is up. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, when we go to Orlando, um, I definitely purchased the photo pass and the photo pass, as much as it's expensive, also comes with a lot of um, videos. So for example, over in Orlando, you can go on, for instance, the, the mine ride, and it not only takes your picture while you're on the ride, but it also creates a video of your experience on the mine ride. So at the end of the day, when you look at the cost of the photo pass in Orlando, I see it as being beneficial. Some people don't, but I love those professional pictures that I can put borders on and stickers on and also look at the videos, um, especially posting to social media in Disneyland and California Adventure. You're just going to get the, the picture. You're also going to get the access to some borders. There's not a lot. I would maybe say there was eight um, and a couple of stickers. Um, when you do come off some rides, so for example, when you come off Buzz Lightyear, um, you typically, um, in years gone by, you walk out of the ride and there's these video screens and you can see yourself on the ride and you can copy down the number and go and purchase the picture um, in the store that's attached. Now what you can do is you can take that number and enter it into your MaxPass app and that picture will automatically show in your MaxPass um, now, one thing I will say about that is back in the day, those pictures were very clear. And so when you purchase them, yes, you pay 10 bucks for them. So on Buzz or on Splash Mountain, but they were clear and very um, precise. Um, I found on Buzz Lightyear, it was very, very, very hard to see the people. Um, Splash Mountain was clear and so was the roller coaster over in DCA. Um, so we definitely got some good pictures. Um, but my big takeaway was use the PhotoPass people. Um, the PhotoPass people definitely are good at what they do. They know how to position you. Um, my daughter had a picture taken in front of the castle and it was really sunny and she wasn't opening her eyes properly. So the lady said to her, you know what, let's just go over here. So it was kind of in the shade over by a tree, but still with the castle in the background. And then she asked her to hold her arm up really high and she said to me at the end, what you're going to see on the Max Pass is her holding a huge array of balloons. Um, so it will show up, but because we're adding something to the picture, it will take a little bit longer. So it probably took us three to four hours to see that appear on our Max Pass, but I kept checking and sure enough, it did. So that was a huge bonus. And I really feel like that was my big my big positive about the Max Pass. I really liked that extra. Now, another part of the Disney Max Pass is mobile ordering. So, typically, if you're a Disneyland goer or a DCA goer, you will know that if you want something on the fly, like a burger, or you want a drink, or you want an ice cream, you've got one lineup to order, which is usually a very long, cumbersome line. And then you have another line to pick up. And oh my goodness, eating a burger could take you up to an hour and maybe you're only eating for 10 minutes. 
So all of a sudden now there's this great part of the app called the mobile ordering. So what you do is you go in and you pick the name of the restaurant that you're wanting to order from. So you have to be pretty good at knowing um, what the names of the restaurants are. So let's say you're gonna order something from the Carnation Cafe in Disneyland. Um, now I know where that is because we've gone so many times, but if you're not familiar, um, you may wanna go onto the map at the top of the Max Pass. Again, the map wasn't the most amazing. I feel like they could be a lot more specific when you move on in into the picture to look at what everything shows you as far as how long the line lineups are, uh, the ride lineups are, or for example, um, where a restaurant is located. Um, on a cell phone, when you try to um, go in and actually look at the location, sometimes it moves off site. It wasn't perfect, put it that way. But anyways, let's say, for example, you're like, I'm going to have a drink from the Carnation Cafe and perhaps a snack. So you can go in and it will say to you, let's say it's 1.15, you'll go into the mobile ordering and it will say that at 1.45, there is food ready to be picked up. So you cannot just say it's 1.15 now and I want to pick it up at 1.20. It just doesn't work that way. And so if that's what you're wanting, you're, you're better off just to stand in the lineup. But if you're like, let's say you're all the way over at Big Thunder Railroad and you're like, okay, I want Carnation Cafe next. So you'd go in, it's 1.15, it says pickups at 1.45. You then select the menu. You select what you want. It will give you a total. If you are a Disney annual pass holder or you are a Disney Vacation Club member, you get discounts on food. And so it automatically knows this because of your sign-on and it will minus off your 10%. So I'm a Disney Vacation Club holder. So I loved that feature because it automatically minus off my 10% gave me my balance, charged the card that's attached to my app, and then would say, your mobile order will be ready at between 7.45 and 8.15, or sorry, 1.45 and, and 2.15, if we're sitting at 1.15 in the afternoon. So anyways, we would then walk over to Carnation Cafe. By the time you get there, the mobile ordering is ready to be picked up, and you will not believe how many people do not use this. So the mobile order pickup line is pretty much non-existent. You will see a sign at every one of these restaurants saying mobile pickup, but when you go there, there is no one waiting. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like same over at DCA, we, we did mobile ordering at Flo's Cafe, and the lineup was horrendous for just ordering food, but round the corner, a little hidden area for mobile pickup, no one's waiting. And you literally are just, you walk up, they say, okay, this is your food, what's your name? And you've got your tray of stuff. I just thought that was amazing. Now granted, as people pick up on this, then it's gonna be done more and more, and then it will become busier, um, which is why I think they give the 30 minute window for preparation, um, but, People can only use that mobile ordering if they've purchased the Max Pass that day. So those people have paid their $10 US per person in order to facilitate not only the Fast Pass, not only the Photo Pass, but also the mobile ordering. So at the end of the day, this Max Pass definitely was a bonus. I'm not going to be negative about it in that respect. For 10 bucks, I think it was really, really good. 
Um, it saved us a lot of time. We got on a lot more rides. Um, the typical old fashioned way in Disneyland and DCA of running to a booth to get a fast pass. So for example, going back to Radiator Springs example, in order to have gotten that first fast pass that first day, we would have walked in at 9am, we would have had to run over to Radiator Springs, which is probably a good 20 minute walk. You'd get over there to the booth, you would then pick your fast pass. So it would still probably be for 1pm. And it would be a paper ticket. And you cannot get a second one until you've used the first one. And so now you've walked all the way over there for nothing because you're just picking up a paper ticket. And now you're going to go off and do your thing. So we've now saved ourselves 20 minutes walking over there. So I feel like it was a huge bonus in time saving. Um, I do feel like it's a lot of looking on your phone. So you do look around and you see way more people staring at their cell phone. Um, I do like the part about the photo pass, but here's the thing. You've got to go into it knowing you're going to utilize that photo pass. So you've got to go into your day knowing that when you see a good background with a photo pass person standing there, you're going to utilize it. And when you see a character meet and greet with your kids, you're going to stand in the lineup for 15 minutes and do that meet and greet because you know that you've paid for this photo pass. And the other, like the one thing I will say is Santa was down in Disneyland um, by the Pooh ride. And when we came off the Pooh ride, the lineup for Santa was maybe 10 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? There's a photo pass guy there. We're going to get a really good Christmas photo. We stood in line for Santa for 10 minutes. Right as we got up to Santa, the photo pass guy decides to go for a break. And so now I'm taking my own picture of my daughter with Santa and the downfall was that I wasn't utilizing the photo pass that I'd paid for on my max pass. So that was a little, little disturbing because I was like, wow, you know, that was annoying. I stood in here particularly because that photo pass guy was there. Um, so th those kind of things happen. It's just what happens at Disney. And you have to remember, hey, I'm at Disney. So I need to stop and cool off and not be mad about that kind of stuff and just realize that you paid 10 bucks and it was a pretty good deal. Um, so my big downfall was the fact that I would have to switch to data on a constant basis. And, and that's something Disney will probably get a lot of feedback on if they haven't already and they'll have to work on that. So if I was to compare it to how everything works over in Florida, I would probably still pick Florida with my magic band and the ability to purchase and pick my fast passes up to three of them 60 days in advance per day because I'm pretty organized and I know what I'm doing and what parks I'm going to each day. If you're someone who likes to fly by the seat of your pants and not be particular as far as today I'm going to go to Disneyland or today I'm going to go to DCA and you just want to decide when you wake up in the morning, then the max pass is totally for you. And you'll love it that you just have to walk in the park, stand as soon as you walk in the entrance, look at your app and go, okay, boom, this is what I'm picking for my first fast pass. So I hope that makes a ton of sense. If it doesn't, please feel free to message me um, because I would love to go into more detail with any of my customers as far as the Disney Max Pass goes. Um, it's different reading it online and listening to my clients who have experienced it to actually using it and utilizing it and trying to utilize it to its full capacity. Um, 
I will will purchase it again. So next time we go, I will definitely buy the Disney Max Pass because once you've used it, you you know the positives of it. And for me, ten bucks per person um, was definitely worth it for time saving as far as getting on rides and also ordering food. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I'm a Florida girl. And before, I used to always say I was a California girl. And I have definitely, as far as Disney World goes, made that switch. And and perhaps in the future, I'll change again. But for now, I can, I can safely say that I'm looking forward um, to experiencing Disney World next year and going back to my organizational skills of picking everything 60 days in advance and getting my magic band on and just knowing that I don't have to stare at my phone all day. Um, so there you have it. I am going to be sharing so much more about my trip to Disneyland and DCA in the upcoming weeks. Um, but I thought first and foremost, because it was brand spanking new to me, that I would share the Max Pass. So please feel free to reach out um, if you do have questions. Um, I'm more than happy to share my experience because I am definitely a big Disney fan. I love to sell Disney and my family, like I say, are Disney Vacation Club members. And so we're pretty much at Disney all the time. So feel free. Just either message me, give me a call or um, Facebook me because I'm always available to talk about Disney. Thank you.